Welcome everyone to another episode of Black Rounds. We're excited to talk about another topic that we really enjoy talking about and you guys will hear different perspectives from us. And I think today's topic in particular is going to be very interesting and I'm sure we're going to have different opinions, but it will be fun as always. But first, let me just get a pulse of how everyone is doing. And I also want to hear from you guys one thing that you're proud of yourself for accomplishing this week. So, um, so I always know that I always say, how am I doing? Um, and I always say that I'm alive, but today I'm actually doing good. I'm happy about that. And one thing I am proud of completing is an in-home workout from YouTube. Even though I only went for 12.53 seconds, I'm very happy. <laughs> Listen, that's a very big accomplishment, okay? Because it seemed really silly when I was doing it, but now my legs hurt. So that's how I know it was effective. yeah i'm feeling pretty good today i'm in a um upbeat positive mood um something that i am proud of completing this week is i actually completed an assignment two days before it was due wow (laughs) i know right that's amazing it is especially for me (laughs) this was a bit too excited but (laughs) No, because I'm like, that, that's where I want to be, but I'm, I'm not there yet. That's so amazing. That's I love fun. it. <laughs> I, listen, I'm, I had a glass of champagne over that. Aww. Small victories, okay? I'm hoping that I'll keep this up throughout the year. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, I think for me, obviously you can tell from my voice, I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm just, you know, happy to have this exciting topic that we're going to be talking about. Um, but I think one thing I can think of that I'm proud of this week is, I have two things, but I'll just say one. I think I slept when I went to sleep, you know? <laughs> Sometimes it's just like, there's like so much you have to do, but I was like, I need a break. And I slept and I feel good about that. Honestly, second year feels way different than first year. And it's just the beginning of the semester. I'm sure it's going to pick back up. But second year, the pressure is not as heavy. It doesn't feel like. Is it just me? I think it's our mentality. We just don't care at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're just more relaxed. I mean, first it was like an ambush. It was just like (laughs) everything was just coming at you at different, from different, you know, directions. And now you're just like, wow, I survived that. Okay, let me just chill a bit. Yeah. Anyways, let me try and bring us back to our to our topic for today. <laughs> but you know, something I found out really interesting, like amongst all of us, I noticed that we all have natural hair. And I'm like, was that a coincidence? I don't know. It's just very interesting. And I think like hair is such an interesting topic among black women. And I'm sure you've all seen the news where it said that like black women with natural hairstyles are less likely to get job interviews so i don't know we all have natural hair are we i don't know are we scared about that maybe maybe not but um so today our topic is about hair and specifically it's going to be, it's titled i am not my hair or am i so let's just start from the beginning with natural hair i want i would love to hear you guys like journey like how did you become natural? Were you always natural? Why did you become natural? I've been natural for eight years now. I 
I decided to transition after I had a weave and like my hair just started thinning after that. I don't know my hair. I never like when I was younger, my mom used to always like keep my hair in braids. So funny thing is, is like I only had a perm for like five years of my life. Mm. During that five years, like I just realized my hair would go through so many transitions. Like it would either break off or it would like be straight or it would be like luscious or it wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? So like during that time, like I just noticed there were so many ups and downs with my hair because when we were younger, you know, people used to always, before we were really like empowering ourselves about our hair, like people would always like tell us like, y'all got good hair, you know what I'm saying? So like my dad never felt like we should put like any chemicals in it. And so when I begged and begged and begged in middle school to get a perm and they finally gave it to me. And so I, um, well then, no, that would mean I was only had a perm for like maybe 10 years in, but, um, and then they finally gave it to me. And then when, once I realized like how much damage it was actually doing to my hair, I was like, okay, everybody's like transitioning back to their natural state. Let me not, let me engage and see what happens. So I wore a weave for a year straight. I just mm. kept my hair in braids. I kept it weaved up. I kept it tucked away and like I would take it out I would literally take my hair out for like a day let it breathe deep condition and then I would put it right back in and that's how that's really how I learned how to do my own weaves um mm. and so uh it took a year long to like get to that state because I didn't want to just do the big chop but um after like transitioning back to this natural state I absolutely am in love it's probably the best decision that I've ever made in my life um, my hair is so much more healthy than it was with the permanent and I suggest everybody do it like just embrace it it's scary but go for it um I I transitioned to um I've been natural for I think about six years now six years was wow. when I had my perm and um like you're saying I had transitioned for about six months meaning that I didn't do the big chop I just let it grow out and I think that was uh, December 2014. That's when I got a cut. It wasn't a big chop because I still, I'd grown a lot of it out by then. So, um, but going natural for me, it wasn't really a statement. I always just had tender, tender head, scalp. My scalp would hurt randomly. It was really weird, but someone suggested that I stop relaxing my hair. And when I did, that's when it all stopped. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, wow, I had no idea. So I've never looked back since then. And I actually think it's funny now when I think about it, because I remember this family friend that used to braid my hair, she would discourage me because I, you know, I always said I wanted to be natural for like three years. And she was like, no one's going to braid your hair. That's just a lot of hair. You know, like mm -hmm. no one wants to touch that. Funny enough, like after I, because mind you, I, um, I became natural when I moved to Atlanta because I felt like it was more accepted and you had more products there. After I came there and I came home, she saw my, she was like, oh my God, so beautiful. Look at that crop. Are you not the same lady? The same lady. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Do what makes you happy. Okay. If you want to try it, don't be listening to people about, well, you know, how are you going to comb it? Don't worry about it. That's your hair. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's on your head. You worry about how you're going to comb your hair. Okay. <laughs> So do, do what makes you happy. Go for it. Go for it. Wow. So I'm, thanks you guys for sharing. I think I'm the only outlier because I did a big chop and I've only been natural for two years. So I'm pretty recent. And um, the big reason why I did it was because 
I was just curious to see how my hair would look like. And I was just seeing a lot of images of other women rocking their natural hair. And I just loved it. I've always liked thick hair. So when I was, even when I used to relax my hair, I used to like love it when it was really um, thick, like towards the end when it was almost due for a perm. That was my favorite part of my hair. And I mean, I've relaxed my hair for such a long time. I think I did it when I was 11. That was the first time I did it. And I remember relaxing my hair and I was so happy because like my mom's hair was relaxed. All my aunties, people around me was relaxed. So I just felt like, yeah, I'm finally in this club of like my hair is silky and I can put a comb through it. Uh And um, so I was really happy. And um, my hair was really long when it was permed. And that was like my identity. People were always like, oh, Basala, long hair, good hair. And so for me to actually do the big chop was such a big deal. Like I was so scared to do it because I'd never seen my face with short hair. And I was like, oh, am I going to look pretty? I was just really scared. And I did it after I got married. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And and, it was kind of weird because I was just like, you know, um, yeah, I was just really concerned of how I was going to look. And I remember, like, I just stopped relaxing my hair. Like, I would wait longer and longer. And then I went to this hairdresser. I was in England at the time. And I went to this hairdresser. And I was just telling her, like, you know, it was a natural hair salon and I was like I'm thinking of going natural what do you think should I transition should I do a big chop and she's like honestly just do a big chop and I was like really she's like yeah because then you grow with your hair and you'll be able to like learn how to manage your hair from when it's like really short and be able to like understand your hair and she goes if you transition like your hair would already be long you'll never know how you look with short hair so it's an opportunity to just try it and so I was like, okay, okay. After she told me that, it took me another six months. And then <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm ready for this. And then I went to the salon in Dallas and the lady was like, okay, you only have a tiny bit of natural hair. Like, are you sure you want to do the big chop? Are you sure? Are you sure? And I was like, um, yes, I'm sure. Because I was thinking I'm not paying extra money to the cab I took to come here and like, you know, I was like, let's just get it over and done with. And as she cut it, like one tear just came down. Bloop. <laughs> and then another tear came down. And I was just crying. I was just crying. And everyone in the salon was like, wow, you're so beautiful. You have high cheekbones. And I was like, what? <laughs> I look like crap. <laughs> and <laughs> it was so weird. Like I, I felt so pretty and I was probably wearing like one of the most the ugliest t-shirt I had that day which made me look even more pretty but then my husband came to pick me up and he was so sweet and he was just like you look beautiful and he just held my hand and he was just like no you look great honestly and I just you know I felt a little better but I was still feeling like crap I won't lie but after a couple weeks I started feeling more confident started wearing big earrings bright color lipsticks and uh, yeah I got a lot of compliments from people anyway that was a long story but yeah that's my my journey and right now you know it's grown a bit and I still mi- I actually do miss when I had shorter hair but um yeah I'm loving my natural hair I I've always heard that like it was super freeing to be like to do the big chop to just be like not bald necessarily but with a low cut I've always heard that it is so exhilarating 
Yeah. So, you know, and that was one of the questions, like, you know, when I did that big job at the salon, so I'm like, do you feel free now? And I was like, no. In my head, I was just like, what is this woman talking about? I don't feel pretty. But I feel like two weeks after, I did feel free. Like, I felt like, one, I could just shower, you know, with the water, you know, on my hair. And I really liked that feeling. And it just made me feel, I felt really good. Like, I can go out like this and I don't care. So it was empowering. But it wasn't an immediate feeling like they cut my hair and I felt, oh my God, I'm a super superhero or something. No, <laughs> it took me a couple weeks to feel that freeing feeling. But um, yeah. So like in general, I, I just feel like Black people talk about hair so much. And I'm just wondering why is hair such a big deal among Black people? And should it be a big deal? That, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if it should be a big deal, but to me personally, it's not a big deal. I don't know um, if it's because um, I've always had hair, you know, because I remember when I was little, people have always been envious, like, oh, wow, it's so thick, it's so heavy. So I think, you know, maybe because I've just always known that I have hair, I've never really cared about it. But I also know people who, you know, may not have like as high density who were like, oh, I wish my hair was like this. I wish my hair was like that. And therefore experiment with it a lot. But I think hair for just, you know, the black community is an expression of self creativity and beauty because our hair is so versatile. Like so, like it's the most non-conforming. It's just like, it's like a chameleon. It can be whatever you want it to be. You know, you can look at someone like, my family didn't expect me to have curls like I did until my niece came along. She had the same curls I did, you know? So for the longest time they thought I added products. I'm like, no, when I wash it, it actually looks like that. But then you meet maybe another black person with like super loose curls, you know, like for standard, you have looser curls, you know? And then you meet someone else with like more coarse, so different, but you can form it to be whatever you want it to be. Bantu knots, twist, like whatever. Amazing, literally amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's, I think that's probably why it's a big deal because it's so versatile. And like, I think black women, we just also love to express ourselves in different ways and we can do so much with our hair. So I think that's why it's a big deal. And I also think, I guess in the past, even up till now, there's always this conversation about good hair. And, you know, I think in, within the black community, there's been so much conversations about who has good hair, how do I get good hair? You know, it's just been such a big deal because we want to look good. We want to like, we want to present something. So I don't know. I think it's, it's just such a big deal because we've always been trying to get hair to look a certain way sometimes to be maybe sometimes more accepted or to just like, yeah, to fit in sometimes. Um, and I remember when I was in high school in Nigeria, one of my friends like, she used to say, her mom always, always used to say that your hair is your crown. Mm -hmm. And I just took that to mean that like your hair, like how you present it really matters. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think that hair, more of a thing now than it used to be back in the day, right? Because for so long, we were putting chemicals in our head to look like European standard of beauty they look like the European standard of beauty, which was straight, long hair. But our hair, some people's hair just doesn't respond well to that. And so I think it's a big deal because everybody used to associate having like 
thinner hair, longer hair, straighter hair with like this European idea of beauty. And um, once we started really realizing how rooted in racism that was, it was kind of like we started really speaking against it and like denouncing it and, and empowering ourselves to really in love and embrace what we have. And so do I think it should be a big deal? Um, for healthy hair reasons, yeah. Like, I mean, put oil in your hair, like grease your scalp, like wash your hair. Like it's all part of like cleanliness, right? Like that's still part of your body. You still have to manage it. You still have to maintain it, like take care of it. But as far as like figuring out who has the better hair, like I think that argument is a, is a mute point. Like there's so many different textures of black hair so many different textures of black hair that I, and I, I don't know honestly guys like this whole idea of like 4c and 4b and who has curly kinky coily and soft <laughs> waves and all this like that is just crazy to me like you there's literally a chart that tries to tell us what type of hair we have and there's nothing that can really tell you what type of hair you have because guess what my hair is three different textures so mm -hmm. do I buy the product for the kinky curly or do I buy the product <laughs> for the loose wave? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, does, it doesn't make sense to me. It's all, I've, I've heard that as like being, um, I've heard somebody refer to that as being like a marketing gimmick as a way to mm -hmm. kind of get people to like really invest themselves in, in finding different products that, you know, are suited for their hair curl pattern um, instead of it just being like a good moisturizing and like healthy product to put on your head. So I don't think it necessarily should be a big deal. I do think that like, if we are still um, rooting our ideas about our hair and racism, then absolutely, like I'm gonna make waves about that because in my family, all my sisters and I, like we all have different textures of hair. Every single last one of us. Even, mm -hmm. even though I know that the curl pattern or like, you know, the type of hair or what is it, processity? which is, I guess, like, to what level your oh. hair allows moisture in. Porosity, yes. Yeah, porosity, yeah. Even though I know it's, like, excessive and it's probably a marketing gimmick, um, I do appreciate it because I've been, what, natural for six years. I actually did an official big chop <laughs> last year. I cut my hair off. It Like Busto would say, it, well, I felt great because I wanted to do it. I felt like it was a rebellious move. But for the first time in my life now, I feel like I actually know what I'm doing like because i watch the videos and you know i mean now it's a movement there's so much information out there that you can take whatever you want to take or you, you know what i'm saying you can take the ones that apply to you and use it and now i'm like oh this is what it means to have your hair moisturized i was like so i was always walking around with crunchy hair so i never cared for it like you know what i'm saying but now it's like you put the water in first and then you put the leave-in conditioner and then you put the shea butter and that's all you need. It's up to you how many products you want to use, but I'm like, wow. So that's all I was missing. I had all those ingredients in my kitchen. I have olive oil in my kitchen. I use shea butter all the time and water is free. Like, <laughs> do, you, do you know what I'm saying? That's but, like the root of the pot. That's the root of like all we need. But how come it's taking me 28 years to figure out that I have the... You know what I'm saying? I have, I have what I need to take care of this. <laughs> I mean, because like my answer always is racism. <laughs> like they have literally taught us to like hate our appearance, our physical appearance, the way we present ourselves to this world. So of course we weren't like taking care of our hair. That whole idea of like, 
oh, you have like unkempt hair. Like, I'm like, what is unkempt hair? You know, like, do you think that I told my curl to stick out like this this morning? Like, no, I did not. You know, like, because it's not pinned and proper and looking like it's all swirled and all one direction. It's like, whatever, man. It's called a messy bun. That's a hairstyle. <laughs> hairstyle. Look, it's called, you're lucky I decided to put a ponytail in this morning. That's what it's called. Because the way that I be feeling sometimes, <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. Hair. Yeah. And you know, and I think something that we didn't even talk about was that it's such, the hair industry is such a multi-million dollar industry and black women are spending a lot of money in that industry. And, you know, even for like people that wear like, you know, weaves and Brazilian hair, they spend a lot of money to get those, um, to get that kind of hair. So yeah, it's a big industry that black women are very heavily invested in. Um, so, but now, you know, the nat- like, like we've all said, the natural hair movement has been going on for a while. There's more awareness and it's even like making news headlines. And uh, so I wanted us to just share, I have like three headlines. So I'm just gonna read one and then you guys can read the others. So this headline is from the UK in 2016 and it's titled, Wear a weave at work. Your Afro hair is unprofessional. Um, Yeah. Christiana, can you read the other? So Black News Anchor fired after wearing unprofessional natural hair. And then I have one from um, August of this year. It says a Texas school system can't make a Black teen cut his dreadlocks. Court rules. Exactly. So like, you know, just, just hearing those three headlines, like it just made me think about how, like, I think Christiana said earlier that like, is, you know, black hair, is it unprofessional? So that's my question to you guys, like, just be real, is black hair unprofessional? And in fact, what does professional mean? Hmm. And do you guys have any reactions to some of those headlines that we just um, talked about? Um, no, black hair is not unprofessional. <laughs> the heck? Like, no, absolutely not. Um, how do you, how do you deem somebody's physical, like natural state as unprofessional? Who gave you the authority to decide that? I, you know, when I was interviewing <clears throat> for programs or like interviewing for jobs, like I was always told by older black women to like make sure you like pull your hair back and make your hair look really neat um because people are intimidated by your hair because just as you said Busola, like your hair is your crown and what I don't think a lot of people have we're just getting to the point like in society where like we're being okay with like expressing ourselves through our hair and so um if you would go to like an interview without like doing your hair in like this quote-unquote neat style um people kind of like get distracted by you and instead of looking at you and listening to what you're saying they're looking at your hair and trying to figure out how you got it to look like that so (laughs) i i battle with that a lot because like i find myself doing the same thing you know like pull your hair back you know make it look really neat make it look um less intimidating but i would never in a million years call it unprofessional i think that it is um in a way, I like to say, like, I'm, you're just playing the game, you know, get through the, get into the, through the door, 
to, just so you can handle your business, do what you got to do, and then be free. Mm. Okay, I have a question, actually, because I mean, from one of those articles that I mentioned, like the one that was titled, Wear a Weave at Work, Your, your Afro Hairs Unprofessional. And it was basically this black woman in the UK, and she was working in a consulting firm, and she had cornrows in her hair. And she was basically asked by her boss that how long will it take for her to get her hair back to how is to the normal state? Because they felt like her having cornrows as a consultant was not professional. So mm -hmm. like in that setting, do you think that she was wrong for wearing cornrows to work in a consulting firm, knowing the kind of environment that she worked in? Or do you think the boss was wrong to ask her to be like, when are you going to get your hair back to normal? I think the boss was wrong only because like, um, that's like um, seeing someone with uh, maybe European texture having your hair in a bun that day and be like, so when are you going to put it back down? Like, that's offensive. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a style that sometimes like, you know, Black people keep their hair in because it's manageable like that. And I think it's super unprofessional of the boss to ask you like, so that is normal for her, you know, like your normal is not her normal. So it's unprofessional for her to like ask her of that. Quite frankly, degrading too. It's almost saying like, you're not accepted here unless your hair looks like ours. Mm. You know, reality is, it's like, like, as I mentioned, like we all have to play this game, right? We understand that like there are people who are sitting in positions of power who hold the keys to certain doors and we want to go through those doors right so you have to play the game but what you don't do is like sell yourself short right like there's a news anchor that is on tv now and she wears her natural hair she has big curly hair um she really is embracing like her natural self and i absolutely love how she's doing it because it representation matters you know what i'm saying like it's so mm -hmm. nice to see somebody on the news every morning who doesn't have straight hair who doesn't have their hair pulled back in a bun all the time you know and there's also like other phd students who are like embracing like their big natural hair at conferences you know what i'm saying like they're not getting up there doing presentations with their afros and i absolutely love to see that is it taken away from the information that they're giving no it's just it's the responsibility of people who are uncomfortable with it to start accepting it and to start becoming comfortable with it and we can't we can't be responsible for your insecurities. Mm. Mm -mm. And, and I think also defining what professional means is like really important, you know, because what is professional should like transcend race or your type of hair. So like if it's unprofessional to have lime green hair, then it's unprofessional for everyone to have lime green hair, you know? But like if my coworker can come in a messy bun or come in bow tie braids, I mean bow tie whatever's, I can also show up in bantu knots. Like do, do you know what I'm saying? So I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is like I think it's important to define what's unprofessional and what is not. Because it's not fair to brand or categorize someone's hair that goes with their scalp as unprofessional. And then someone else is like, oh, well, this is professional. Well, my hair doesn't look like that. So what do you want me to do? <laughs> I agree. So I have, a, I have a question for you guys. Like, would you consider standards um, or things that are written in policies 
like I think like so some people are starting to put in things like if it's not like a natural hair color right Mm -hmm. or if it's not um I don't know how they exactly word it but basically if it's something that doesn't look like you've grown it out your scalp that is possible for another human to have it um they're starting to put these things in policies as a way to kind of I guess, real in like that abstract expression like that we do through our hair. And and not even just for Black women, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say for white women too, because the pink hair, the green hair, the blue hair, like, you know. Um, so do you guys find that as a, a, a better way to define professionalism when it comes to air? I think so. For me personally, I really think so. Because I think... Um, it like if you have a standard then you can grade people by it you know so because it's not like oh you have to have this texture in order for it to be professional because if it's on a natural like hair color that means a black person can show up with blonde hair and right. it's not distracting do you know what i'm saying because if a white person can have blonde hair then she can also have blonde hair so i think like i think that's a better way of like defining it mm, yeah i mean i think for me Um, it really also depends on where you work because some places like, you know, um, the tech world, they're really quite informal and they're very like, um, you know, anybody can work here. You can have green hair, purple hair, and they don't really care. And it's all, it's all good. So I think knowing the environment where you work is important because it definitely helps, um, you know, know what's acceptable in that environment. But um, I do like how nowadays, like people are trying to put policies in place that allow freedom of expression um, in the workplace. And I think, I think there's like a crown act. Some act in, yes, multiple states have adopted saying that um, like people can be discriminated against in job interviews because of their natural hair and stuff like that. So I think those are good steps in the right direction. Um, But yeah, it's it's a complicated issue, but um, I think it's getting better. Charity, do you have any like experience, like work experience that you had that you felt in a way like you had to conform, change your hairstyle, um, anything like that? Yeah, I definitely stopped wearing. I stopped expressing my hair myself through my hair because I just ended up being topic of conversation, and I realized I don't like that. Like I really don't especially because it's different if you guys are just chatting in the break room or you walk in the morning everyone sees you hello it's on another level when before the meeting we're talking about your hair for 10 minutes I'm like okay but do we have to keep I know it's a wig but you know I don't want to say it's a wig I get it I'm the only black person in the team but we have to keep talking people let it go can we move on you know everybody else is hair we're like oh we like it we like your cut we like the color with me it's like oh how'd you get it like that oh what but okay just <laughs> ever since then i was like you know you people this is always gonna be simple you know i got a shoulder length wig that looked like my hair just so i could just avoid the comments i'm gonna just keep your comments to yourself because i don't want to talk about it i'm here to work <laughs> and i'm here to express my brain and like i don't want this to be the center of attention so I, I don't know if others, you know, listeners have experienced that before, but yeah, I actually don't like the attention about it because I feel like then they just make it about your hair and that's it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think for me, 
you know, after college, undergrad, you know, I, def I still had my relaxed hair, but whenever I would go for interviews, for jobs or conferences, I always used to make sure that my hair, I would have just relaxed my hair so that it still looks very straight because I just always felt like that was the professional look. That was the look that was sold to so many of us that this is what professionalism looks like. But now that I'm older, I'm definitely challenging that. And I'm just wondering, like, I think we already mentioned, like, who determines what professional looks like? And um, so I'm definitely, you know, trying to go against the grain <laughs> um, and just rock my natural hair. And I think, like, in general, like, yeah, we've been given the stereotypes. You've seen it in the media, in movies, that straight hair is professional. And then, like, oftentimes criminals have cornrows. <laughs> and um, yeah. the bad people, their hair is like an afro or, like, you know, people think of black hair Afro as like, you know, like a troublesome. And I think the Black Panther thing comes to my mind. People think like, oh, this person is going to be re rebellious or something. And so we've all tried to just condition to make ourselves look softer, more like the uh, counter, the European, you know, look mm. that is more accepted. And um, that's what's just been happening. But I think a change, is, a change is happening right now. People are doing what they want to do with their hair. And it's so interesting when you said Black Panther, because I'm just like, funny enough, Ted Bundy with the pretty hair and pretty face, dangerous. The most dangerous of them are the ones just have very nice features. Don't mean nothing, nothing at all. Very wicked man, no Afro, see? So anyways, I just wanted to say that, you know, whatever, however we're portraying dangerous or whatever, I think, you know, we should take mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, recently, or a while back, actually, I was talking to a friend about natural hair. and She was saying that, you know, well, if Michelle Obama, while she was still in office with her husband over those eight years, that if she rocked her natural hair um, for official duties and just more often, that she was just wondering whether that would have helped to make natural hair more acceptable in the workplace. So I'm just curious, what do you guys think of that? I don't, I don't think it would have necessarily impacted the workplace unless that was a specific project that she was working on because in terms of policy you know because um, I think when it comes to things like that rules and regulations are what protect people because you can talk about it all you want but you can't enforce it you know until someone has something in writing where they can stand on it and be like hey you can't discriminate against me or I want to wear my hair like this because you said I can and here's the writing but um, the movement started way before, you know, First Lady Obama. And I think her wearing her natural hair, um, which of course to say, I don't know if she didn't or not. Maybe it was just straightened. I don't, I don't know. I know she mixed it up, but I, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Because again, her hair is very versatile, so you don't know. But I say I, it would have contributed to like more girls, like maybe being accepting of themselves and of their hair, you know? To be able to look on TV and see like the first lady, you, I don't know, like, you know, Meghan Markle, I always thought her hair just, she didn't have a curl pattern until I saw old pictures and I was like, oh, what? Girl. I know that we all have different patterns and I know some don't have curls, you know? So because I've never seen her like that, especially from being an actress, Mind you, I'm talking about Meghan Markle, being an actress to not a queen. I just assumed her hair didn't curl. Mm -hmm. um, so, queen. thank you, queen. Uh -huh. Until I saw other people and I was like, oh, 
that kind of looks a bit intentional. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I just never, it's always one way. I'm like, hmm, okay. Maybe she's making a statement with that. So I said all that to say that maybe looking at Michelle Obama's hair, natural hair, however she wants to wear it, you know, I would have appreciated that. I noticed that Carrie Washington, I don't know if you guys have seen this, in Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, yes. With her natural hair. Because I looked at her, I was like, ah, something looks different. Love it. I was like, wow, that's her natural. It just really changed my mind. I was like, so lady, why are you always wearing the wig? I don't know. I was just like, why is it always one way then? Like, you, that means you can switch it up, you know? Or how like Viola Davis mm. and how to Love get away with murder. Okay, one of the scenes is that you took off her wig when she's about to go to bed. I was like, oh, I do that too. Like, it was just like, it was, it was so nice. Like, it was represent, I, you know, things, I don't know. I mean, we know we're, we're not abnormal when we do it, but it's nice to see someone like, you know, on that level, they'd be like, yeah, they wear wigs too. And then other episodes, she was just rocking her hair. Like, and she's a whole lawyer. So I was just like, you know what? I like that. I like that. You know, I'm not abnormal. I can do that too. I do do that. And that's fine. I can choose how I want my hair to look like today, you know? So I think I probably would have appreciated if, you know, First Lady Michelle Obama, you know, switched up a little. Someday she adds water and we just see how it is. That would have been nice. Especially when she was doing her move campaign. Do you know what I'm saying? To be like, oh, it's not straight today because I'm about to work on sweat it out anyways. You know? <laughs> but it started to look intentional after a while when it's only one way. And we know for a fact your hair is not one way. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that 100%. Um, I also think that, like, she couldn't wear her natural hair because she had to appeal to, like, the world. And there are still so many parts of this world who have not seen Black people or have seen our hair like this, you know, mm. in its natural state. So I think that you know, by her, if she did wear her hair naturally, what she started to do after um, he got out of office, after Obama got out of office, but if she wore her natural hair, I think that, like, it would have just kind of globally shown the world, like, how versatile we are. It would have shown how, you know, our hair is more than just long weaves and perms and short cuts, you know, and it, and, and, it would have been nice to see. It would have been something that we could all relate to. Yeah, I just, I would have really, I agree with Charity. I would have really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, me too. You guys have said it all. Yeah, I think it would have really been a, such a statement to the world to see her hair in her natural, in the natural curly state. And I, I think it would have helped even like, yeah, just other like white people see it. And it would have maybe helped to just people see it and, you know, embrace it a bit more and not see it as odd or strange when people are in the workplace. But then it's also hard when you're in such a high level, like you say, you're so visible to the world and people haven't, some people haven't even seen that kind of hair. So it's, you know, I understand that she was probably in a delicate position as well. And I know she got a lot of racist um, attacks, yeah. you know, just being um, who she was. So it's like, I imagine she had had the natural hair, it would have maybe even been worse but it's just it's just interesting so many things people consider about how they present themselves um as a black woman in the t in high places in her position now that because when you were mentioning like she was in a delicate position now that i'm thinking about it 
I actually think that's why it would have been even more important to do so. Because what are they going to do? Decrown you as first lady? Especially her last term. What are they going to do to you? Like, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking about how much more good it would have done to see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For all of us. Like, so much more good than, like, your delicate little pussy. Sorry, Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> but then- but then again, again, I guess at the end of the day, which is something he said, you, you can do what you want with your hair. It's, 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 it's yeah. interesting. It's your hair. And I, I think, Charity, you mentioned that, you know, maybe she, probably her hair and she just straightened it or whatever. Even if it's a wig, I don't think it's her hair. And so that's why I want to ask this, this final question, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to know, are you your hair or not? I think it's a little bit of both because I wear my hair differently based off of where I'm going and what I'm doing. And so I say I am not my hair when people are using that to judge me, to judge my character, to judge my appearance. But I say that I am my hair when I'm trying to make a statement. I think it's an excellent way to show like your pride and to be proud of like being a black woman with these curls on your head and to be confident in that walk. I am, uh, <laughs> I'm not in the middle. I am a strong no, I don't think. Mm. You know, I, I'm I'm my hair. I don't care about hair, honestly. And the reason why is like, if you can buy it, I f- just that. <laughs> just, and, and I have made it a personal life mission of mine to try every single hair type. So right now, next on my list is dreads. I was like, when I hit 35, mm. dreads is next. <laughs> like, I'm going to try it all because... I never knew how wonderful it would be to have short hair until I did it, until I cut it off. And I know I told you guys in class that my goal for the summer was to grow the back of my head out. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You it, was some, in class. <laughs> it was completely bald, like got the whole design going. It was so much fun to have short hair and I really enjoyed it and it was easy to care for. So every hairstyle comes with its you know pros and cons, but I don't judge people with relaxed hair. If you like having tender headedness, that's you. I don't, you know, and I found, I found the solution to mine. So I don't really judge it. I really don't. If you want to buy a 22 inch Brazilian weave and expect us to believe that's your hair, sure, you bought it. Why not? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So hair is just hair. <laughs> mm, okay. So we have someone that said both and then you were like, no. I think I'm kind of both. Um, I think, you know, sometimes I, I like the freedom to be able to do whatever I want to my hair and it's, you know, and not be judged for it or whatever. But I think I also, I think I'm also, am my hair, especially now in this natural state, because for me, I am making a statement that, look, I'm rocking what came out of my hair, out of my head naturally, and I'm proud of it. And it's, and I, you know, it's intentional because I do want people to see it and know that, yes, this is African hair. Like this is, you know, and it's coming out of my hair and it's, I'm, I'm quite proud of, I'm quite proud of it. So for me, um, there is some intentionality to it because I'm trying to go against the grain. I'm actually trying to tell you in your face that, um, yeah, I am not conforming to this European standard of beauty. And I'm happy to tell you that I'm not. So it's it's weird. I think I am my hair at times, but yeah, you can see me with long braids at some point <laughs> up to my butt, um, which I love. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't think you would. I don't know. I don't know if you'll see me with um, long. I don't know. 
long Brazilian. Never say never. Yeah. never. Say never because you know next week you might see a picture of me on the beach somewhere. <laughs> with like... Exactly. Trying so to you... rock a, a what is it? A blonde bob. That's okay. my next color. I want to try it. Mm. Blonde bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You so I, so yeah. Never say never. But for right now, I'm kind of being like intentional, happy, rocking my natural hair. So you know. I just want to round this episode up with just, you know, some positive, Black positive vibes. We always like to end with a nice, you know, positive vibes. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'll start. Um, my positive vibe is that you can do anything with this head. I have seen the best of the best transform our hair into literal works of art. Um, so, don't be afraid. Um, don't compare your hair texture to anybody else's. Like, it's your hair texture for a reason. It doesn't matter how, like, coily it is or how loose your curl pattern is. Like, you can achieve any style you want. And if you're not sure, just get on YouTube. <laughs> they will teach you everything you need to know, um, or they will direct you to somebody who can do it for you. Um, we even have, like, curly hairstylists now. So, mm-hmm. Um, just believe in your hair and, and treat it well. Oil or scalp, yes. grease on there, moisturize it. Please, water. It will flourish. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, wanted to, I wanted to add to that. Um, if there's anything you want to try out with your hair, please go for it. I know I just said blonde um, bob. <laughs> Only because, like, you know, because like Christiana was saying in the beginning, like your hair is part of you, part of your health, you know? So if you're not going to be, you know, dyeing your hair back and forth, maybe a good alternative is to try a wig or a weave, you know, like you like it and you want to check it out, but I don't want to dye my hair blonde because that might be really damaging to the health of my hair, you know? So, um, but yeah, if it doesn't work out, like your little cut, haircut, you know, the back of my head part didn't work out, you can always just grow it back. Okay, because everything that lives or everything that's living grows. And if it doesn't grow back, you can just buy one. Like you can buy hair. You can even buy coarse hair now. You can buy natural looking. Yeah. I'm not kidding. And there's no shame in that. You know, I really want us to normalize that because not everybody can grow hair. So for me, I think a positive black positive vibe from this topic is just that I'm loving all the diversity I'm seeing, all the mainstream like you know, in shows, people are, you know, natural hair is just becoming so much more mainstream and it's beautiful to see. And it allows young girls, grown women, just people to just kind of see the beauty in natural hair. And if they choose to embrace it, they, they may feel more comfortable doing it now because it's just, it's just getting more exposure and it's being celebrated as beautiful. Um, so, yeah, I think we've had a really rich discussion. I've learned more about you guys and your thoughts. And yeah, it's, I really hope like the listeners, you know, enjoyed this episode. So thanks for, you know, just sharing your stories. And I really enjoyed this topic. Me too. I love Wakanda, all the women and their bald heads. It was beautiful. Oh my gosh, wasn't it such like a, it was a moment. South African beauty. What? You want natural hair, you can be your scalp. You can be whatever you want to be. I think that really boils down to like how important representation is. Like, show the yeah. world, like we're here, man. Like we're here. And on that note, friends and family, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the number three black grounds. That's 
three, B-L-A-C-K-G-R-O-U-N-D-S. Also, don't forget if you have any questions or you have any comments, anything that you want us to discuss, any ideas for potential topics in the next coming and upcoming episode, shoot us an email. And that's also at threeblackgrounds at gmail.com. Remember, we love you. Black Grounds out.